Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Welcome to Kingdom Stories. My name is Nathaniel Costilla and it's a joy for me to bring you some beautiful testimonies from Australia, from Down Under. We call it Down Under because the world is a globe and it's round and Australia is somewhere down beneath. That's why it's from Down Under. But thank God for gravity, we can walk uh, even down under. Well, today my special guest is a good friend of mine with whom I've journeyed for the last maybe seven or eight years. I've known Richard from a previous uh, ministry that we partnered with and uh, I've met him, his beautiful wife, who also did amazing counselling with our ministry. Uh, His beautiful daughters, one of them who served as a worship leader. And with Richard we journeyed then at our Bible college where he taught for a number of uh, subjects. And it's just been tremendous. He's been sharing in our church and he's done so many wonderful uh, things in our city. He's the director of Liberty World Vision, of World Missions, uh, international chairman of, of ACMI, that is the Associated Christian Ministers International, which is a network of around 5,000 pastors throughout Africa and Asia. He's the principal of Liberty Bible College. He's the director of Into Africa Incorporated, which is a ministry that undertakes humanitarian projects in Africa. He's the co-founder and director of Africa Business Community which is a micro-business ministry that sets up the poor in small businesses in Eastern Africa. He's a lecturer at various Bible colleges, and I mentioned that he taught at the Australian School of Ministry as well. He's a speaker, a mentor, a consultant for various pastors and their churches in Perth, and he's a wonderful friend. Richard, I'm so honored to have you here at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Mate, you've got a pretty impressive uh, CV. I didn't know you, you've done so much and you've got so many positions and wear so many hats, maybe so many masks today. Welcome, yeah. welcome. Thank you so much, Nathaniel. It's a pleasure to come and share. It is. Wow. You know, I, I feel humbled to, to have you, you know, having uh, looking at this. You know, sometimes I, I realize that we don't we don't have the awareness of the goal we have around us, you know, mm. and the wonderful people we have around us. And, yeah. you know, we, we coexist with these people, yet we don't realize how much God has deposited into these people. And, and I think it seems, it always seems so much more and better than it actually, you feel it was. That's right. you're only ever doing one thing at a time. Yeah. Like I'm not doing all those things all the time. Well, we can't multitask, we are men, remember? And that's right. And so... Uh, but it is, it's amazing and it's God's grace. I, if I was to say, what am I going to talk about today in sharing my story, it would be the amazing journey. Yeah. And it's amazing because of the grace. And the beauty is yeah. it's not finished. Oh, it, no. it just carries no. on. It's Absolutely. just more and more amazing. I intend to uh, follow my mentor, yes. um, Pastor Hal Oxley, who just passed away um, in the last year at 103 years old. So Well, I think we should aim for 120. Yeah, that, after, after the flood, that was the norm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know the psalmist said, you know, 80, 70, 80, but I think, I think we can aim a bit higher than that. Yeah, yeah. You're a runner as well, aren't you? Uh, it's Running would now be exaggerating. Jogging would be closer to the story, I think. But yeah, I have been a runner 
yeah. of some degree most of my life. Yeah. So that does keep you fit. It'll, it will keep yeah. you going a lot longer. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a senior gentleman in my neighborhood. I'd say he's in his mid nineties, and he still jogs every morning. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. he just does loops very close to his house. Yes. So he won't venture too far away. Yeah. But he keeps doing them, you know, maybe three, four Ks mm, just yeah. around the block yeah, a few right. times. Wonderful. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. He is, to me, he is an inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Because he's always there. Yeah. And it's habitual. And I thought, what a beautiful legacy he leaves to us yes. if we see it in the neighborhood. Well, we, we, uh, my wife and myself were greatly inspired by Hal Oxley. Okay. And we would go down, this is after he's 100. Yes. Because he would inspire us yeah. that chronological age didn't mean anything and he never stopped right up till the end he kept writing uh, mentoring doing the work of a minister of god and so we would go and visit him just to, to receive something of yeah. that yeah and uh, you know to get the sense that we've still got quite a few years left <laughs> that's great so richard where did it all begin for you well i would answer that differently now than i would have once Yes. Once I could have given you the, the date and chronologically, the time, and when I uh, became aware of Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, but as I look back on things now, I, I see it was a, it, the journey began right at the beginning. Where were you born? I was born in Melbourne. Okay, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> Melbourne's a good place. It's I lived there for six place. years. I loved yeah. it. I was right in town. I lived yeah. in Richmond. So. Okay, I was born in Richmond. You were born in Richmond. Yes. Well, there you go. We yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So. Uh, I was born there, I was born into um, a very musical, um, artistic family. And, uh, Both your parents were playing instruments or singing? Well, my, my mother was an artist Okay. Um, and everyone played and sang and okay. my father was a uh, classical musician and a composer wow. and uh, of some note, but he was of some note as a musician, but he uh, and my mum uh, broke up pretty early on and so I was left to live in a home full of the artistic people and who did you writers. stay with with mom yeah it was with my mum my grandmother my great aunt and my great uncle okay and uh, and my great uncle George who I'm writing a book about okay was an, an amazing inspiration and uh, I think it's of any man outside of Jesus who set yeah, me yeah. as an example Yep. what a man can be yep. and how he should act it was my uncle george so that's when i think god started and then people would say what was your christian background and i'd say oh, i didn't really have any they nominal christians maybe okay. but but then i discovered that my father who wasn't around to share the story yep. um, his parents were um, brigadiers in the salvation army wow and that's i only discovered nice this many years later Okay. and found a, a photo of them holding me as a little babe. And I have no doubt that they would, would have prayed over me. So they were wearing uniforms? Wearing uniforms. They were and great soul winners and servants of God in Melbourne. Okay. Um, but for some various reasons, my dad didn't go down that track and I didn't really know. So you never know. Uh, yeah, who's true heritage or who's yeah. impacting you. Yeah, yeah. So, so you grew yeah. up in Melbourne until what age? Till six. Then my mother married um, okay. a grazier, a sheep. Did, did you live in, in Richmond? Or I, no, I lived in a place called Middle Park okay. on the bay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, in a quite famous house, Inveresk, which has now got a plaque in front of it. 
nice. So, uh, but yeah, my mother married um, a sheep uh, farmer. Okay. And uh, we went off up into the Riverina, up into New South Wales. So I was brought up in my primary years. On uh, a farm. On a farm. And sheep, was, cattle? Uh, mainly sheep and wool. Okay. And then as the, the climate, economic climate changed, things changed and what we were growing. And then sent off to boarding school. But during all that time, God so primary got school, involved. Primary school. Primary school. Um, you were there, and then there, boarding then school for high then school. Then boarding school was halfway through high school. Sent off to boarding school. Okay. From yeah. from your early childhood in there, what what do you remember most? Um, I think I remember loving being on the farm. Okay. I would look up and see the stars, look at nature. I loved at the, I just loved it. Yeah. And uh, and I think that was God speaking to me. Okay. Because my my contingent is the journey. Um, he he was with me all the way. Sure. I just wasn't with him a lot of the time. You know, in the yeah. earlier, I didn't know him, but he was there, and uh, I uh, always had that sense of, of and wonder of a great God. I just didn't know he was personally yeah. interested in me. Also, I can remember, and I can't, I don't know the age, but while we were in Middle Park, which is near St Kilda, yeah. I, we were down at, in St Kilda, and I was listening to a Jesus man who was telling stories to um, boys and girls. Where? This is in St Kilda Beach, on the beach. It wow. was like a someone was there, had, they had their little... Um, um, Podium. Flannel graph things okay. up and telling the stories of Jesus. And I don't know what happened to me then, but I loved it. And I went back, running back to my parents and to the other members of the family. Oh, you've got to come and listen to this man. And they said, you have to be careful of some of these people who are getting around. So I wasn't allowed to go back. But something happened. Okay. And then even I went off to, to um, a Sunday school without any encouragement at all. And while you were on the farm? While I was on the farm in Mangapla, a place called Mangapla. Yes. And I just went because I just liked to be there. There was something about it. And then it was in boarding school that I came to know you could have a personal relationship with the God I'd been hearing about. But maybe, so who knows school, what I've done as a kid earlier on anyway. Yeah, so this boarding school, was it, was it a Christian boarding school? Well, or it, no? was a, um, it was in name, yeah. but there was like a, a sort of a revival took place. Okay, we um, much not in not with the favour of the of the school actually. Yeah, um, some Pentecostals started to impact, and I had a friend who came, shared um, what had happened to his father, how he had been healed of an incurable back complaint, and yeah. instead of being a cripple, he was able to continue. And so I was well, miracles, one and he and Bibles and. And, and that was when I, st- I, I really started to realize, see, this, is, this God really wants to have a personal relationship with you. Um, and I learned a lot through that. Yeah. But also as my, in my life, also I didn't discover till later that it was actually fairly cultish. Okay. And uh, we were, we were um, I was part of a group that in the end really didn't suit me. But it, it, it got me going. Yeah, it started you. It got me going. And some of those people... Although you could nearly say they were cult, cult leaders or Christian cult leaders. They meant well. They meant well and were some wonderful ministries. And I would have loved to have seen them released. So they had the, the anointing, Christ. probably not the, the working out. 
That's they right. There was a, there was a real. I think it was the area of um, legalism, that yeah. legalistic thing that can sometimes drive people, and that we're it and the others aren't. And and I, I so I, I rose up in the ranks there as a youth leader and a young pastor. Oh, but in the end, uh, I was excommunicated because because I saw <laughs> there was they were not the body of Christ, but just part of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was my sort of early uh, days. Yeah. Um, although I must, I have to admit, and uh, and it's part of my journey is that after I left boarding school, I went into my wild years. Okay. Um, where I so you moved back to you went, went to, to Melbourne University in Melbourne went to, in, in, at ANU in um, Canberra. Okay. And ended up becoming a, a high school teacher. Okay. And during that time, there was a genuine battle, and I. And I've, thought about what was that battle that was going on and it wasn't uh, just God versus the world I think it was there was God was there yes but then there was the church yeah. and the world and three, I was confusing the church with God because okay. often the God I don't think was would he, he I think he would have enjoyed some of the worldly pursuits more than some of the churchly pursuits okay when you get down to yeah uh, real tin tacks and so that was a, a really important time as I started to ask questions query things and, and eventually uh, I realized that uh, the only real peace and the only real answer to life and fulfillment is in Jesus Christ yeah but uh, right. I certainly questioned and I've never stopped questioning things yeah. that I have cons- been concerned about yeah. in, in thinking that they're not actually that much like Jesus that's right and that's always been my guiding uh, light is it does it have the character does it sound like does it look like Jesus and yeah. if it doesn't whoa, we need to ask some questions so where um, where did you start teaching in Canberra um, I started teaching at a place called Ungary mm-hmm. which is out in the middle of New South Wales in back in the country out in the very country the day I arrived there was a mouse plague with millions of mice oh. and uh, and that's where I um, spent the first three years there. And uh, the, the claim to fame of Ungary is the Danahers. Okay. The Danaher family, of which four of them played a- AFL football. And oh. I, I played with them while they were kids wow. at Ungary and their dad. And so, wonderful. But that was a wonderful experience too. And when I love being a teacher. When did you meet Diane? I met Diane... Uh, at Bible College, after nine years, I, I so you worked for nine years in the country as a nine teacher. years as a teacher in um, Hungary and then in Aubrey. So you would have been in your late twenties now, or early yes, 30s. yeah, late twenties, thirty years, okay. around about thirty. Okay, time to go and find a wife. No, <laughs> I just well, I, I felt better late than never. Yeah, and I look, I really um, did. It was a miracle how God called me to Bible College. Now I, I had no intention. So this Bible college was in Albury? This was in Melbourne, um, run by Pastor Hal Oxley, who ended up my mentor. And uh, his sister was actually in our church in Albury. Okay. And so um, that's where I met the beautiful Diane. She was studying at Bible College? She was studying there, and we we, uh, were involved in kids' work together, going and ministering to children in schools and got to know each other. And uh, I can still remember... Um, Hal Oxley giving me a list of the, the, the best girls in the church. Wow. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all good girls, but these ones, if you're a pastor, you know, 
and she was on the list. We hung up and joked about that. She was in the top <laughs> list. I, I, but the, the, the great thing about it, I thought she was the nicest of them all anyway. <laughs> Well, you certainly yeah. made made a, the best pick, I think. For oh, sure. yeah. no, and she's been Diana. a wonderful, wonderful friend and ministry partner. And, and yeah, I'm very happy. And about. when did you have your daughters? We had that for 10 years. We were without children. Okay. Went to the specialist and he, and he said, look, it seems that there's a problem here, uh, that you're not going to be able to have children. And we uh, had been praying, but... Diane got to business, into business with God. She talked to him in a way I don't not, I'm a little, I don't talk to God the way that she spoke. But she got really in his and said, come on now. And within that month, nearly, she became pregnant and we had twins. Wow, double the wham. Yes, yeah. So God really answered the prayer he twice, did. twice yeah. over. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, you called them? I called Laura and Catherine. Any reason or? Look, no, just we loved the names. We looked at... Um, classical names and then we looked at their second names of the names of their grandmothers yes but we just like Catherine um, Catherine Elizabeth Elizabeth was a name that went through our family yes and uh, Laura May because May was a name that went through um, Diane's family yeah but we just like the names yeah they seem to go together well who chose the names I think it was a pretty well uh, our decision together I remember us traveling to Sydney by car and going through thousands of names. Yes, as you do. And, and, and Did thinking, you buy a book or you just... Uh, look, yeah, we looked at, um, had books and things and then I can remember... The internet wasn't around back then. It wasn't then. then. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I, and I looked at things like, how, if they get that name, how can that, be, how can that be used at school to tease them? There were certain names... Oh, because you, you came from a school background and you knew all the bullying names. Oh, ah, yes. And so, you, and so try to get a name that was fairly impervious to bullying... Yeah. Never, you're never going to succeed completely, and uh, but yeah, just names we loved. Okay, wonderful. So uh, what? Uh, so the girls came along. No, no. Let's take it back to marriage. So you got married in Melbourne, did yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, and then you lived in Melbourne. You we began in ministry, Aubrey. or no, we went um, after Bible college. You went. We back went to and pioneered um, what's still can, going um, um, in, in Christian Fellowship Centre in Albury Wodonga. Okay, which is a church. Yeah, which is a church we, we pioneered from together. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that was from scratch? Um, it was from scratch, although it was a remnant of people from the um, cultish group that we had been part okay. of. And so I, they had it deemed me um, a, a compromiser and reprobate. Yes. And uh, so some of them went off and started their own thing, and we then took Joined, the majority of the went with the way we were okay. now preaching, which we was very Jesus-centered. Okay. Yeah. And how long were you there for? Uh, we were there for about 10 years in Albury, Wodonga. What's the biggest lesson you learned in that time? Um, the biggest thing is it's not about you, it's about God. We, I'll explain by that, that it really is yeah. about God and not about us. And God will allow numbers of things to happen mm-hmm. so that we get that... Um, we tried, I can remember, it seemed like we had 30 people in our church forever. It wasn't, Yes. when you go back to look at the dates, but it seemed forever we were 30 people and just wanting so much, doing everything we could to increase, yeah. to get, and, uh, and I felt God really spoke to me about go out and just enjoy the hills and, and, and just relax and do nothing except pray and sing and just turn up on Sundays and preach. 
gross naturally. Blood. It was like God saying, now didn't he didn't then give me an excuse to be lazy later no. on, but it was a lesson a season of, of rest. That it is rest and out of the rest you, you should be able to do it. Yeah. So right. I think that's probably one of the main ones. Plus we had a few different people come through our church who really impacted it. Um, Cliff and Helen Beard, okay. great pioneers, you know, those sawdust tent type, you know, the the old What was your biggest challenge in this first 10 years in Albury? I think, the, well, the biggest challenge, I guess, was we didn't have children. Okay. And so... Was know, it tougher for you or tougher for tougher Diane? Tougher for Diane, yeah. yeah. But every time you go, uh, there's a baby born in the sure. church, you know, Dedicate. you go and have to hold the baby and it's so wonderful and yet there's a, 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 a You lack. celebrate but there's a gap. Yeah, I think that is... Inf- and I think what always it is the thing that affects me is what affects my wife or my children of course. is what affects me the most. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But praise God, we now have it's an funny understanding on both sides. Yeah, you quietly... Yeah. Uh, you 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 can't even show that you hurt too much either, no. because she needs your love and comfort, and it's like, honey, I'm I'm suffering just as much. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, your story is a little bit similar to ours. We okay. we didn't have children for eleven years, wow, and we yeah. wanted yeah. we loved children, yeah, and we yeah. we were doing kids ministry and doing so many things in the church, and we couldn't have children for eleven uh, years, and no particular medical reason either. Yeah. And uh, eventually, in our 11th or 12th year, I think it was in our 12th year, that we conceived, and um, right. naturally, right. and uh, we lost that baby. Okay. So, um, it was almost 20 weeks when we lost that baby. Uh, it was a little girl, and she nearly, yeah. she nearly survived. Wow. She would have been probably four weeks away yeah. from survival. Yeah. So, you, you know, it was, as you said, and we you now, yeah. now you know both sides. You know those who don't have children, how difficult it is for them. You also know those who lose children. Well, Diane Abby. had two miscarriages. Oh, she, there yeah, you go. Afterwards. You afterwards, know, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 so. But, you know, we didn't stop there, even though it hurt. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Raluca hurt yeah. a lot during that time. We uh, carried on, and then the Lord gave us a baby girl. Uh, Evangeline. So yeah. the first one we call Yoshebed, and she's waiting for us. Mm. She's in safety deposit. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing yes. her. I'm sure that the Lord uh, is. We understand that. Yeah. Looking yeah. after her there. Yeah. And she's in good hands. And then the Lord blessed us with a boy. His name is Isaac. Mm. And then with a little girl called Menorah. Yeah. And in June we will have another baby oh, girl. Wonderful. So That's great. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, there's this hope, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure your experience is also that way as well. And I think it gives us opportunity to pray for others, particularly when yeah. our ministry in Africa, which is probably the most fairly extensive part yeah. of our ministry, uh, we have there's a whole lot of little Dianes running okay. around because Diane prayed, you know, for people who couldn't have children, yes, and it's such a such an important thing, you know, they're Africa. so honoring, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah, and so. You know, we pray and then, you know, ah, we have the baby. And it's we call Diane. Diane. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. No Richard, eh? Not too many Richards. I, I don't know. They didn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better. Yeah. It's better. There's, there's no Richards. It's better yeah. Diane's, you know. Uh, so then, um, you after you passed to this church in Albury, what happened next? Then we... Um, received a call from Hal Oxley and the church down there to go down and 
to, more, to Melbourne to Melbourne to the major church to, okay. at, at Life Ministry Centre yep. and we were to be there for a while and then take over as the pastors of the church okay. that he was now had released yes uh, things didn't go to plan to, um, I, I won't go into them because sure. there's some private things there but it's forever um, I know that how every time he'd see us I'm so sorry things didn't work out and, yeah and but we we were then um, in that first year, we had the children came with, so we had them in Melbourne. Yes. And then got a call from a group called uh, Maranatha Campus Ministries. Okay. And I was asked to come in and help them uh, fix up a, a bit of a mess that the whole thing was in, because the, the leader um, had uh, resigned. This he was, he was a worldwide ministry. This and is I, in Melbourne. This is um, in Melbourne. I had to try to help Melbourne, Adelaide, and Sydney. Okay. do something with the church that was left after the thing had collapsed. Oh. And in the end, it was like in Adelaide and Sydney, help the people find another church. Yep. And then we, then the, the ones in Melbourne, um, became the church that we then pastored okay. and became a, a church rather than a campus ministry. Yeah. So we, we did that for quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, and that's when God called our called us very clearly to be a missions church. Okay. And we said to the church, look, we're go, we um gonna start go out and it's gonna be our major focus is overseas missions. Like okay. we're not a church that does missions, we are a church of missions. Okay. And uh, we were expecting maybe a few of the oldies would have uh, come and most would have gone somewhere else, but I think about fifty decided to launch out with us and that became Liberty um, Christian Church in Melbourne. Okay. And that went for, for about probably another 10, 15 years, something, I think. 10, and you began the itinerary ministry of that, missions. Then out in that, we were then released because at the same time we were, we were getting involved in Africa and Asia yes. and, and lots of doors had opened up. Yeah. And so that church financed was was amazing in financing yes us to be able to go and um do the work that god called us to do in africa and and other places what country was the most of the work in africa started off as malawi mm -hmm. um a pastor nelson malanzi um, who's now going to be with the lord but he he was another man had heard about it and told nelson and I, nelson called us yes and said can you send someone over? Yeah. And because I'd already gone to Africa a number of times, I was sent to do that. And it just, um, with Nedson and a few other amazing African pastors, yeah. um, things just took off. And uh, the um, whole movement of pastors gathering together, um, irrespective of denomination and yeah. background. So that, that really opened up then um, Africa into okay. about 15 nations yeah. wow yeah and diane was traveling with you she was early before the children she yeah. traveled then during the early years the children she didn't and then she started towards the end again were the children homeschooled or were they in no we looked school? at all different possibilities as you do but they ended up going to donvale christian college okay uh, in melbourne yeah okay well, I went to Camberwell High School. Okay. Which is not too far away. No, no. no. Just so you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's where I finished year 12. Ah, right. Yeah, small world. It is. Yeah. And when did you move to Western Australia? Uh, it was six years ago. Just Only. over six years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, became mainly for Diane to, to be with Diane's mother. Oh, she was from Perth, was she? Yes, she was from Perth, and her okay. mum was in an in a elderly people's home. Mm-hmm. Her husband had passed on, and we just really wanted to be with her, so we determined to find a place close by and be at least be with her nearly every day. Yes. And we, we did that. We were able to do that for two or three years. And the girls were okay to move? Yeah, we didn't know until the very last moment that they were going to come. It could have, you oh, know. They... But in the end, they both... Um, Laura had a job basically the day she arrived. Yes. And uh, Catherine decided to come as well. So, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So we, we loaded up our um, Subaru all-wheel drive and... Uh, Across off the Nullab- Nullable, expecting it to be a lot tougher than it was. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's bitumized. Most yes, people don't, yeah. don't realize that. It's actually a nice drive. It is, yeah. Uh, was it okay for you to move to a new place, totally new? It, it was, um, because firstly, I was closer to Africa. Yes. And I'd, we, we'd de- determined our time for as senior pastors, the church was finished. Yes. And we... we released the church into to various people and, okay. and 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 whole other area of, to do with simple church and home churches yeah. and we looked at that and uh so i was free from that but yeah. i was still um i was still uh, um the chairman of the our denomination in australia and yeah. the international ministry handed over the one the australian one to a pastor in melbourne yeah and basically yeah free to go okay. yeah it was wonderful. <laughs> so you you uh, passed on the baton. Yeah, I passed on the baton of the leadership of the movement. Sure. The uh, but we saw that within our the church that we had, yeah. there were some difficulties, uh, which I won't go into. But we we started to look at the whole idea of house church. Yeah. And home, and it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, but we didn't. Have, there was no one that we felt that you was was going to be able to stand up and be a senior minister yeah. of a church yeah. and, you know, and I don't think any of them wanted to do that yeah. but they felt very comfortable being yeah. um, home church leaders yeah. and then ministering together and that whole thing yeah wow so that's just a, that was another adventure that we had you know dabbled in for a while but then came over here what are you doing at the moment what 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 are you preoccupied what's your I'm preoccupied like? still with Africa um, still Africa yeah Is it about teaching? Bible college Still so how do you teach from here there? Um, via Zoom or do you send Yeah, we have learning? Zoom meetings, we send um, correspondence, we use every means possible. Means possible. And, and for some it is still marking uh, papers because they don't have... The, we, our ministry in Africa is really to the poor. Sure. It's, it's, yeah, and, and it's usually only the pastors and the one or two business people in the church yeah. that really even have internet Connection. capacity yeah, connection yeah. and uh, so uh, we uh, we set up some Bible colleges there yeah. and then so there's been quite a few things set up but um, particularly during COVID yeah. um, I sort of really felt I needed to get back and help a whole lot of pastors through different um, means to handle that and to handle what they're facing which is not just COVID yeah. but often um, uh, an economy that's falling to pieces, uh, no social welfare. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do? And so that, that really has taken my attention. It's survival. Yeah. And you do some micro uh, loans as well. Yeah, we do, and uh, that had to stop. 
because mm-hmm. it was just a matter of keep people alive. Yes. But we're just starting back into it okay. now in um, Kenya. So what are the micro-enterprises that they set out there? What can they do with uh, the loans that you provide them? Yeah, well, um, we look at a talent, and so you'll, there'll be um, dressmakers. Yeah, so you buy um, them a sewing machine kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, carpenters, we help get them started. Tools. Tools and timber. Yeah. Um, chicken farm. Yep. And that's the one we're doing in Kenya. Yeah. Um, to uh, be able to help the street people. Sure. That uh, went through hell during the COVID thing. Yeah. Um, uh, street stalls, yeah. little farms, yeah. goats, yeah. Um, any small business, and some of them have flourished into, you know, very successful, and others just enable the kids to go to school and the and the parents uh, to have something to eat yeah. and to have a home. Wonderful. So basic things, but they what will happen because they've been able to pay back a small loan, yeah. then they can get a a, a special loan from someone else if they're business people, if sure. they're successful, if yeah, they know yeah. what to do. So it opens up a new, a new door for them. Absolutely. And, and most people, you know, a, a lender isn't going to lend to someone who hasn't got any... A proven record. A proven record. And so That's we fair. help them to do that with, a, with just a payback 10% flat. Like, so if, we, if it's $500... They'll pay back $550. they will pay back $550, yeah. Any stories, uh, a particular story that you can share with us? Oh yeah, family um, or m- one um, lady. She's she's one of the disabled people that we also support in, in um, Zimbabwe. Yeah, and uh, she, um, in spite of her being crippled, yes. uh, amazing woman who started a little stall. Yeah, um, with sweets and vegetables and things, and it grew and grew. And she put it, she, she, she knows her stuff. Yeah. Get position, position, position. She yeah, found yeah. the best position for a little store. Yes. They get where the high school is there and the primary school is there and the parent. And, it's, and she has been so successful that her, her husband was able to go and study as a teacher and is now a qualified teacher. Wow. And her kids are going to university. Wow. And one is going to become a doctor. What does she sell? She sells, um, you call it a grocery store. Okay. But a very, you, whenever we visit her, you, she, she, he's got just people coming all the time. Yeah, Another one cool. whose house has become her store. Yes. And they've built rooms on the side. The side. Growing. And th- that's another one that just is flourishing. And her husband's been able to get into, back into carpentry building things because they have the finances. Wonderful. So that, they're two good ones. Coming yeah. back here, what's the plan for the next sort of... Uh, five to ten years for you and Diane? Um, well, for Diane, um, counselling, she's a counsellor and yeah. she trains counsellors. Okay. And so that's, she's got really got something happening there. Yeah. I think we want to go back to Africa and to other places where, in, even in Asia. Yes. And, and hold um, workshops and conferences, small conferences, um, so we can equip people. So a, a real desire of our heart is to equip people to do the work of the ministry yeah. and and to help people get into business where they are able to then be self-sufficient. So that's really our, our heart. Yeah. And other than that is, I think, be a help in the body of Christ uh, where we can yeah. and an encouragement and, and advice, give advice where it's wanted yeah. uh, here in um, Australia and particularly in Perth. What's the legacy you'd like to build? 
Um, I think it would be connected to what's always been my theme, um, helping people to know who God is. Yes. Right? Helping people to know who God is, who they are. Yes. And what they're supposed to do in this life. Okay. And so if there were many people who found out that God is amazingly good. Yeah. And loves them and hasn't left them. And I can help them to be what God called them to be. Yeah. And help them to learn the importance of love in life. Um, that would be great. In other words, the more that are out there doing something, yeah. uh, they may forget my name, but the, that they'll be still in heaven. There'll be numbers of people out there doing what God called them to do and helping people understand how great God is. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you will leave a wonderful legacy for many generations to come. I feel honored to have traveled and journeyed with you for the last six years since probably I've known. I think yeah. I've known you from the moment you kind of came probably, to Western Australia. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, oh, it's just beautiful that I know, you know, your family. And in fact, your daughter, she will be here in a couple of weeks. Okay. Worshipping. Yes. She accepted the challenge to come every couple of months and okay. worship okay. with us and lead us. Her, her voice is just wonderful. Mm. And, you know, all that investment that you've poured into yeah. her. And not just that, but also the talent that she was born with, I think, from your part of the family as well. And and both sides, singers. I Creative. Mean, oh, yeah, very artistic. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I missed out on the, the, the voice one. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> well, God's given you a... And, and also, Nathaniel, thank you. One of the things, we when we did arrive yes. uh, here, and yeah. it's very defiant when you come here to find a place, and uh, you, you know, we came along to the church, you were part of the ministry team there, and always... You made us feel very welcome. You all, oh. I can remember that. This tall guy with the bald head would arrive and hello and always greet us. And it, we, we, we noted it and thought no, Thank that, you. That, that made us feel it easier to become part of a, a new city where we have just... Well, I admired you guys because I knew you guys, you were heavyweights and uh, you were humbly just doing, you know, your service to the community. Mm. In a subtle way and uh, you know I think God gives us that awareness to mm. honor those people who do the work in the in the trenches you yeah know, really yeah. and uh, there's no greater or most more difficult trench than to either pastor a local church or to go in the missions firsthand yeah either job is difficult and you've done both mm. yeah so yeah, it's beautiful. And I'm excited for what's coming, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm going to watch too. this face. I'm going to watch this face. I don't know. That's our, also our... We never know what's yeah. going to happen. We could never write the book about the future. Yeah. It's always different than we think it's going to be. Yeah, and I can't wait to read the book about yeah. your uncle. I look yeah, forward to that. Yeah, I well. will. I'll, I'll, one day I'll finish it. Yeah, I will. need people like you to say, how's that book going? Well, now, now I'm going to hold you accountable. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. You've had a beautiful story of uh, encouragement from the life of Richard Kerridge. Also, um, we were encouraged to get to know God more. And when we get to know God more, we find our identity. And when we find our identity, we also find our mission and life assignment. And then we can go about doing it. What a beautiful legacy. What a beautiful encouragement for us to step into everything that God has prepared for us. All the good works that He has prepared for us are there for us just to walk in them. So I pray that you step into these and you join us for 
future episodes of Kingdom Stories. If you love this content, uh, please share it with other people. Rate us or wherever you're consuming this content. We love five stars, by the way. And uh, yeah, just spread the good news. And uh, if you have any feedback, any comments, if you'd like to connect with Richard, we will put some links in the, in the comments there so you can connect with us and we can connect you with Richard. Thank you for watching and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bless you. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.